You're listening to KEXP here at 90.3 FM in Seattle and streaming worldwide at KEXP.org. We're listener-powered radio. Thanks to our wonderful donors at KEXP.org. We're able to make these wonderful in-studio sessions available for so many listeners. And I'm so very excited to have our good friend Jason Isbell live today. It's too late to back out now, Jason. It's too late. We're live. (laughs) We made it. We got here and now we're live. Thank you for having us. I got Sadler Vaden with me playing the guitar too. Ah, good friends here in the studio. You got some songs to share? I think so. I think I've, I think I've come up with four songs with no uh, vulgarities in them. All right. Yeah, I think we can do. I think we got these that we can play on the radio live.
have anyone to talk to Castle walls that you can walk through Do the dead believe in ghosts Or are you lost in some old building With over-encouraged only children children it's on our most recent uh, record of original songs the record's called reunions this one's also on that record Again, I got Sadler Vaden here with me playing the guitar and singing. Hello. From North Myrtle Beach, <laughs> South Carolina. Worse. 
I see you struggling through the best of days And still you put me first So what do I do to let you know That I'm not haunted by his ghost Let him dance around our room Let him smell of your perfume Share your best remember when If he comes through here again Maybe he can make you laugh Bring St. Peter's autograph work Sadler that was good we haven't done that acoustic like that we haven't yeah we haven't you know that record's been out a couple years and this is the first time we've gotten to play some of these songs live in a in a studio at a radio station and for it to be the great KEXP also I mean this is uh this is a big deal oh shucks we don't practice (laughs) yeah just see what happens it's a reveal for us we kind of like can we do this? And then when we try it, we're like, either we can or we can't. There's no, we didn't know coming into this if this was going to succeed or not. This is not like David Copperfield. We didn't plan this out. We just, we just went for it. We like surprises. I know. I know you do. I know you do. Um, let's see. Sadler, so here's what we're going to do. This next one. We put a record out uh, a few months back called Georgia Blue. And what we did was, uh, when the state of Georgia went blue in the presidential election, I made a vow, a uh, spur-of-the-moment vow, to uh, record and release an album of my favorite, some of my favorite Georgia songs, songs that were written uh, in Georgia or about Georgia or performed by Georgia artists. And we took all the money from that and donated it to people who are making it easier to vote in the state of Georgia. And uh, this is one of the songs that we recorded for that. This is an R.E.M. song. says, driver eight, take a break, take a break, driver eight, we've been on this shift too long, and the train 
driver aid, take a break, take a break, driver aid, and we can reach our destination, but it's still ways away, but it's still ways away. I saw a tree house on the outskirts of the farm, and the power lines have to load her so the airplanes won't get smashed. Children look up, but all they hear is sky blue bells ringing. And the train conductor says, Driver aid, take a break, take a break, driver aid. We can reach our destination, but it's still ways away, but it's still ways away, but it's still ways away, but it's still. That's such a great song. So this record that we did, it was a, a fantastic excuse for me to just uh, come in with a bunch of songs that I already liked, you know? Because when I'm making a, a record where I write all the songs, I don't know if I like any of those songs or not. So this one was like no homework, you know? Just come in and work the machines, and it was so much fun. I was really happy to get to do it. And, you know, R.E.M. is great. R.E.M. is great. One of the best rock and roll bands of all time. I was excited to see a Vic Chestnut tune yeah. on that collection. He's a treasure, and more people need to know about him. Really, Vic's music was uh, a gift to everybody. Um, and I was around him a little bit. We played some shows together when I was in the drive-by truckers in Athens. And, and you know, one of, the, one of the most hilarious people and just this kind of like acerbic sort of dark wit that Vic had that uh, seemed to alleviate the stress that that you were put in just by being in a room with Vic Chestnut like he knew how to take care of that you know and uh, yeah I, I thought a lot of Vic and I think a lot of his music that's for sure 
Anytime somebody tells me that I write sad songs, I think you should listen to Vic Chestnut. Because clearly you've never listened to Vic Chestnut before. Well, this one's kind of, uh, this is an older song that I put on a solo record years and years ago. And Sadler and I have started uh, sort of revamping it in the hillbilly style. Are you are you awake enough to go fast? I think so. You feel like going fast this morning? I got my Starbucks. You got your Starbucks? Good, good. Can you get up on the neck and pick it out? All right, let's see if we can do it. Stepping on the platform, trying to see you through the rain. I don't know the ways you've changed since I left, and I really don't care. Cause I've done my tour duty, now I'm home, and I ain't going anywhere. And I taught myself to tolerate the pain, all the loneliness and boredom, and the work I did in vain, all the work we did in vain. Now I'm not the same as I was Cause I've done my tour duty Now I'll try to do what a civilian does And I promise not to bore you with my stories I promise not to scare you with my tears I never would exaggerate the glory I'll seem so satisfied here Chicken wings and oysters by the pail Eating oysters by the pail I'm making up for those lost days Cause I've done my tour duty Now I'm gonna put you in the family way
Sadler Vaden on the flat top guitar. Jason Isbell on the flat top guitar. He's if you're out there in Radio Land and you can't tell which is which, he's playing the Gibson and I'm playing the Martin. So that's how you'll know. I'm glad you set us straight there. That was impressive. I'm over here doing a little jig, and I thought, I thought you were going to catch on fire. He was about to combust. <laughs> that was, was great. That was really fun. That was very fun. Jason Isbell and Sadler Vaden live here in the KEXP studios. That was so wonderful. It is always such a pleasure to see you perform live. I think last time I saw you live was in Bend, Oregon. Oh, yeah. A couple of summers ago. Yeah. Super fun on a sunny day. I'm so happy to be going to live shows again. And Jason, you those guitars just sound so beautiful. And your voice is just otherworldly. Well, thank you. Thank do, you. Do you remember when you knew you could sing? Last Thursday, <laughs> <laughs> when I discovered auto-tune. Uh, no, you know, I, I wasn't a singer when I was a kid. I was a guitar player. And uh, I enjoyed singing, but I didn't ever see myself as a singer. I just saw myself as a guitar player. And then later on, when I started writing songs, it sort of occurred to me that I could mix the things that I loved the most, which was playing the guitar and reading books, and I could put those together and make stories and play the guitar with those stories, and that could be a thing that I did. And, um, you know, I don't know if I ever... Like, I always enjoyed singing, especially into a microphone. For some reason, I remember that being like... It was was it that way for you, Sadler? Like, the first time you sang into a mic, you're like, whoa, this is cool. Definitely. I think most guitarists uh, learn to sing out of just necessity, too, because everyone's pretty much afraid to sing yeah. when you're young. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Early bands, that was that was for sure. Like, I was in bands with friends as teenagers, and nobody wanted to sing, so I just happened to be uh, the person who would step out and do it, you know. Um yeah, yeah, I think that was the case. Because, you know, when I was in the drive-by truckers, I didn't sing all the time. I sang maybe a, a fourth or a fifth of those songs. Um, and really, it was a huge adjustment when I started this band. Um, I don't know, it's been, I guess, what, 10 years, 14 years ago now, when I had to start singing all night every night. So that took some getting used to. Well, I love your voice. Thank and you. I love you. I love when you sing. And so exciting that you have two records for us in less than two years yeah. and george blue just such a labor of love it sounds like definitely yes most certainly we were enjoying ourselves and i think you can tell on the record that we were enjoying ourselves um you know it's it's i've made records for a whole lot a whole lot of different reasons but this was the first record i'd ever made just to celebrate something just as a celebration as as a uh, uh to to mark and denote the fact that something good happened in our part of the world in our part of the country so it was it was for for sure a labor of love and also just a beautiful love letter to the south i mean being from alabama yourself it must be so good to highlight the artistry from the southern states yes i think so um and i mean there's there's a lot of things about the south that that I'm not proud of, and, and then there are a lot of things. The things that I am proud of about where I came from are very, very important to me, you know, and I grew up uh, in Muscle Shoals, Alabama, just outside of Muscle Shoals, Alabama, where a lot of the, I think, the best music that's ever been made was recorded and written and, and performed down there, and so growing up, you know, my filter of the world and my filter of the South was was the music, you know, so I, I had something to relate culturally 
too, uh, you know, when it came to people who weren't all that similar to me. So it really helped me understand uh, what other people's lives were like being from the South. And I think a lot of the music from from Georgia, just because, you know, we picked Georgia, but from, from the Southern region especially, that's a lot of how those folks communicated with people who weren't listening otherwise. You released Reunions in 2020, and that that title would make you think of sort of reuniting with people in your life, maybe in the past. But I understand that in a way that was also more about you reuniting with your former self. Is that accurate? Yes. Yes. And that wasn't something that I intended when I started writing the songs. But the way I do it is I I get 10 or 12 songs into the process and we go in and start recording. And then, then I think, okay, what is this record about? You know, uh, so I sort of unconsciously wrote uh, an album about reconnecting with my my former self, and you know I've been sober for ten years now, and uh, it took a lot of those years for me to be able to 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 look back at that person and see the positives, you know, because for quite a while I was using this sort of defense mechanism of you know, you write off who you were before you changed, and you don't look at that. You don't revisit that in a positive light. You just look at that as, all right, I was not a great person then, and I'm a much better person now. And after a while, I sort of grew out of that, and I thought, well, there were things about that guy that I liked and some things that I miss and, uh, you know, some things about the people that I was around uh, that aren't still here anymore, you know. So the album really became about all different kinds of ghosts. Speaking of ghosts, I understand that even with all of the songs and albums that you've written, you were a little bit nervous or hesitant when embarking on this record. Is that true? A little bit, you know. Um, yeah, I don't know about nervous. I think the expectation was getting to me. I think the idea that, you know, we had made three records that were really well received and people really liked them a lot. And, uh, you know, the pressure was getting to me a little bit. And I was thinking, well, you know, I have to write a Jason Isbell record, which is a stupid thing. You know, that's not something I should have thought. Really, you know, the, like Neil Young said, people don't want to hear a song you like. They want to hear a song you wrote. And uh, that, over time, uh, sort of sunk in for me. And I thought, no, I just need to express myself and document this time in my life. I don't need to worry about how it's going to be received. Um, so I think I got through that. But... But yeah, when we went in the studio to make reunions, there was some pressure there because I was thinking, you know, what if you make a dud? What if you make a, a terrible album? Um, you know, everybody's going to forget it. But here's the good news. Whether you make a, a great album or a terrible album nowadays, everybody forgets it in a week either way. So you can look at that as a bad thing or as a, as a really liberating thing. Like if you totally screw up and make a horrible record, it's going to be out of that news cycle so quick that you can just start over. <laughs> well, you haven't made a dud yet. Well, thank you. Thank you. I'm still working on the dud. That's the next level of creative freedom is I'll help you intentionally a make a dud. Neil Young's done it. He's made some <laughs> records just to piss me off. I know he's, he's one of my favorite artists of all time, but <laughs> yeah. I have to even admit that as well. Yeah, and one reason for that, one reason I respect him so much is because I know he's put records out thinking they're not going to like this one, but I'm going to put it out anyway, you know, and that's, that's impressive. You got to love that. Yeah. Well, the creative spirit is alive and yeah well 
I haven't forgotten your old songs or that cycle. I was looking over some of your old set lists. I saw you played Alabama Pines on my birthday in Chattanooga. Oh, and I yes. was thinking, I should have been at that show. Yeah. But when you when you think about all the songs you have, does it make it easier or harder to put a set list together? Oh, much easier. You know, I'm not going to lie to you and say it's harder because it is much easier. And the reason it's easier is because you try to do that kind of... Uh, you know, like the Pixies uh, loud, quiet, loud thing where you try to where you try to make the flow of the set list. I mean, I've got a lot of slow songs and a lot of kind of sad songs, for lack of a better term. And you want to bookend those with things that are going to keep everybody awake and having a good time. So at this stage, it's way easier than it used to be because I mean, when this band started out, we pretty much had to play every song that we knew. And it didn't matter if they were slow songs or fast songs. Um, but I do wind up forgetting some uh for long stretches of time. And Amanda, my wife, will say, hey, you remember this song? You haven't played this in a while. And usually it is because I just forgot to put it in. Um, something that helps now, though, is that website, setlist.fm. You go to that website, Sadler? Yes. That's one of my favorite websites because it just uh, shows you what you played the last time you were in a town. You can just look up Jason Isbell, Seattle, and it'll show me what I played last time so I don't repeat myself. So that's re that's a nice thing to have when you're making a set list. I do love that as well. I know That's how I know that Adia Victoria joined you in Charlotte. She did. To play that Precious Bryant song, she The Truth. She sure did. And, I love and her so much. She's so good. She was on the Georgia Blue record. We were lucky enough to have her come in and sing that song. And, uh, man, what a performer, what a songwriter, what a cool person. We, we, we've uh, really enjoyed every chance we've had to, to have shows with Adia. Well, speaking of the people that performed with you on Georgia Blue, you've got some great friends. That's an amazing collection. I mean, Julian Baker, all our friend Brandy Carlisle. Our friend Brandy, yeah, that was super lucky. And that Brandy wanted to do that. As soon as I tweeted about that record, uh, Brandy chimed in that we have to do Kid Fears. And uh, I was just lucky enough to get Julian to do it. That was a very powerful uh recording in my in my opinion the two of them singing uh, together like that and i don't think they'd ever sang together before so that was that was really great and uh, pretty much everybody that we asked said yes you know we got a uh, uh, bela fleck and chris Thiele on night swimming and and our dear friend Brittany spencer sang a bunch of stuff you know and she and amanda rewrote the james brown song it's a man's world to sort of be from a woman's perspective it was just, it was a really joyful time because we had so many people. Steve Gorman from the Black Crows came in and played drums. And I mean, we just had so many people that we, that we care about and respect musically. Um, and they were all up for this. It was a blast. Well, both of your last records came out after the pandemic kind of slowed touring down or brought it to a halt, as the case may be, right after your last record came out. And it must be so wonderful to be out on tour now playing these songs live. It is, you know, it is. It's, it's, uh, I mean, I always had fun on stage, but now there's a new level of appreciation for the job that we're able to do and, and, uh, traveling and seeing new places. And, you know, it just, it just feels like we're, we're doing it all over again for the first time. So it's, it's really beautiful. And the audiences too. I mean, you know, Wednesday nights feel like Saturday nights now because everybody in the crowd is just so happy to be at a show. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's a beautiful thing. You know, it's a silver lining to a big old dark cloud. Absolutely. Well, a big silver lining to this Wednesday to have you here in our studios today. Thank you so much, Jason and Sadler.
Thank you for having us. That was uh, really fun. I love the new studio. And, uh, yeah, everybody's been great to us. So thanks for having us on the air. Well, we'll see you next time and bring your laundry. Yeah, we will. (laughs) Thank you. I will. (laughs) You're listening to Jason Isbell Live here in the KEXP studios. Once again, thank you to all of our wonderful listeners and donors for making sessions like this possible. We couldn't do it without you here on listener-powered KEXP Seattle.